What's up, everyone? It's Gavin Ortweek. You know what I think about nowadays? They never know if I'm going to be here or not. What's good? It's Marcus Irpin. Bro, sometimes it switches and whatever. Anyway. Special guest. It's Charles <laughs> or Chuck. You got Matt or has. I like that. Our guest this week is Marcus. Talks too in the building. What's up, everyone? How's the it return. going? We had, we had a long weekend. A lot of very cool stuff happening for a lot of uh, Smash Ultimate tournaments and, and people, which we'll get to very shortly. Uh, but before we do that, we got to talk about a couple things. Hey, our Patreon is growing. Uh, we have more members than we've ever had before. People submitting questions, us talking about really dope topics. This week, to celebrate Charles commentating an official Nintendo event and killing it, we're going to be talking about uh, some of our favorite casual Smash Ultimate stuff, including our favorite stages, uh, maybe some different characters we like to play, our favorite Final Smashes, and music, uh, items, all that good stuff. So we're very excited to talk about that. Then, obviously, too, we always got to talk about Watch the Throne. There's a throne. We'll be watching it. Uh, brought to you by a lot of great people in the Smash Ultimate community for the Smash Ultimate community. So, invitational style tournament. Thank you, Chris, for throwing that up there. I uh, got a lot of amazing players coming through playing at this tournament. Make sure you guys check it out. We'll have more information on how the whole voting process will work and how the shop and is going to work and all that good stuff. But I've seen some early works of the merch. It is super dope, and I'm very excited for this tournament. So, yeah. make sure you check that out and follow the socials and all that good stuff for... Uh, Watch the Throne, WTT. It's going to be a good one. At the Guildhouse, baby. I can't wait to be there. Uh, it's been a minute since we've all been here. I feel like I haven't been here in a while. I think it's been two weeks, right? Yeah, because I missed Shine, which I missed the episode after Shine. And then, uh, yeah, oh, no, I guess there's this one. See, I know, dude. Been busy. I think we've all been busy, which is it's good, though. So we could do a little around the horn if we want. I think it's a good way to start this one. How's it going? Big Gav, how's it going? You didn't see that one coming, did you, Marcus? I knew it. Giga mixed. Yep. I predicted it. Um, <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> yes, I did. I did. Um, you read you, dude. Yeah, outside of the game, he's killing I'm, me. I'm, I'm doing pretty good. We got home um, Monday afternoon. I think it's really nice. Like The jet lag is tough going there, but when you when you go back, your reward is you get like you gain like six hours. So that's... Very nice. It, it felt like I was able to like, you know, get my my responsibilities at home going a lot smoother and quicker as soon as I got home because it just it's a little easier to get back to normal than you'd expect. I think. Um, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, long week, um, lots of new experiences, fun time. Uh, but I'm home now, and uh, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, has. What? Right back, back, to, back to you. I, I knew it. I read that too, actually. I was just <laughs> I knew it. Uh, I'm great, man. Actually, it's funny because my answer is pretty similar to yours. We got back uh, last night-ish, and uh, we got a burrito, and then I went to bed. And then I woke up like perfectly on time early for like 6 in the morning, feeling really good, feeling really well-rested. Um, which was a pleasant surprise. Maybe this finally fixed my sleep schedule, but I'm doing great, man. I'm happy to be home. I had such a wonderful time uh, in France, uh, but I'm very happy to be back uh, in my own bed and using, you know, all my regular home things and, and all that good stuff. So, uh, dang, now uh, you get two. It's a fifty-fifty. That's right. How's it going? Uh, how was your week, uh, Marcus? 
almost started talking before you said <laughs> before you said my name. Oh yeah, everyone just knows. <laughs> okay, yeah. 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 yeah, all right. I know the next one too. Oh, yeah. I bet you. I'm feeling good about the next one. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. you never know. Um, yeah, I've been I've been well. You know, Badland. That's that's pretty much my life. Uh, I we went to Virginia recently to visit some of uh, my wife's family. So we're there over the weekend during Labor Day because you know extra extra day uh, off of work for her. So we're chilling. They met the the kiddo for the first time. Uh, otherwise, ain't really been doing too much. Went in locals. Life goes on. Is W. All yeah. flex, real quick. All right. <laughs> this guy's a fucking champion, bro. Truly. And then we got good old Chuck. What up, what up? So, you should have sent it back to Haz so he could send it I back. considered oh, it, but the thing yeah. is, the thing I, think is, I, read I that, know though. that would have gotten red. Yeah, that would have gotten yeah. red. So yeah. I was like, I can't. Just, yeah. I thought you were going to toss to Chris, honestly. Producer Chris. <laughs> That's what I was waiting. I was, that I was, was next. That would have been good. That would have been a good mix. That would have been a good mix. But for me, it was a very fun weekend. Uh, this was, it, I was very nervous going into the weekend. This is uh, my first time commentating for Nintendo, which is obviously a huge, huge deal. Um, it's, they're the developers of like a lot of my favorite games. So uh, just working for a Nintendo event was insane. I got to do some weatherman stuff. Oh my <laughs> God. Yeah, look at this. I, it's, um, I, I picked a lot of Sephiroth You're clips. It. Yeah, I did. I picked a lot of Sephiroth clips because I was like, and, and the player, Gerudo King was actually edge guarding with Sephiroth. So I was like, all right, these are the clips. I, I think I picked two Sephiroth clips. So it was really fun. Uh, I was nice. very surprised they wanted me to do analytical stuff because I don't know. I, I just feel like they would want everything to be very easily digested but i i did my very best and going into it i feel like my main goal was really trying to understand my audience i was like okay i'm not commentating to the competitive smash scene i am commentating to kids and their parents right so very minimal on like the terminology i used i tried to make it extremely digestible but also i want I want the audience to know what's happening on the screen in terms of like when someone does something really cool or technical or something like that, or, you know, offstage battles, all, all that, all that kind of stuff. I really wanted to showcase. So I felt like I did a really good job. Uh, EE and Kells made it extremely easy and comfortable. So I'm going to go into more details about the actual event and, you know, more into like commentating and all that other stuff later on in the episode. That's just a general uh, TLDR. One thing to note is PAX West was actually a separate event. It was still right next to uh, PAX West, but it was interesting how they kind of had, like you only could get in for one day and it was through random raffles and stuff. So it was a pretty hard event to get into. So honestly, I was just so excited that I could experience it, right? Like it, it was very limited in terms of like who could actually go in and experience the event. So that was something I was extremely grateful for. And then obviously Void, uh, I'm roommates with the greatest gamer in the world. God and uh, yeah, it's it's something else, man. I wonder who taught that guy how to do some gaming. <laughs> I used to coach that kid. So that was really cool. Um, obviously, used to, used to. yeah, used to, used to. Obviously, uh, now he's coaching the rest of the world on how to be an, a fantastic gamer. And I think Void is actually a really good teacher, very similar to Tweak. So I'm glad the two people I coached in Smash also uh, teach oh, yeah. the game or teach very well, too, in my opinion. So. What's up? You also coached Laffin and he won Evo recently. So, oh, true. I, I was Charles, a coach your resume guy. speaks for itself. Dang, really? God dang, I got the coaching resume. And I, <laughs> I know like Tweak has like thousands of hours on Medify. And then, you know, Void loves doing educational content as well. So, I think that was really cool. Obviously, shout out to Ludwig and the team off brand 
for uh, previously known as Beyond the Summit, bringing this content to us. So that was really cool. I believe they're in the same studio that they uh, used for summits for like Ultimate Smash Summits and Melee Smash Summits. So that's really nostalgic. That's really cool. I'm glad to see that team thriving as well as Ludwig. And man, it's it, it's so interesting. We're going to try to bring Void on as a guest next week. Hopefully he's not busy. Spoiler, you know, dude, what the heck? Yeah, well, got to give it to him, you know? Teaser, so yeah. hopefully we'll see you if get we that set up. He's on the <laughs> way. <laughs> He's only yeah. the world's greatest gamer, right? Yeah. Like what a what a time. And apparently the viewership for that stuff was crazy. I think it the peak late. viewership on Ludwig's channel in finals going to finals was somewhere somewhere around like 500,000 or something like that, wow, which is really? like yeah. an absurd number. It's so much Wild. pressure just playing Pong said, in front of a half boy, a people. It's your time, bro. You did it. It's time to blow up. Once Boy <laughs> got into the final round, because oh, he was... Like- he was telling me that all the strongest, like his strongest games were in the final round. He's like, I just got to get to the end. That was yeah. the hard part. But I mean, obviously, hopefully we can get him on and he can kind of walk us through his journey. There's like so many different games, obviously, that he played. But uh, I know that I had a fantastic time watching Terra Top 8. I think that was one of the best Top 8s we've had in quite literally years. I, I'll say it. Like, especially like Top 5, Top 4 was phen- phenomenal. Obviously, the whole Top 8 was great. But yeah, I mean, great tournament i know has was killing it on the mic and tweet killing it on the stick so yeah i'd love to hear your guys' experience i know i know has been to europe before but it was your first time in europe right kevin yeah yeah so first i mean how was the overall yeah how was the overall like europe turn or europe experience did you guys get to like go sightseeing and stuff like that and then i guess to go right into the tournament yeah i was saying earlier like the jet lag was like I felt like I had actually never experienced jet lag before until like that was real jet lag. And I was, I was warned that going from uh, West to East like that was going to be really tough. It it definitely was. Um, We got there Monday and it's still like B and I were just like, yeah, we never got any better with this, (laughs) but um, everyone was, was very kind. Um, I did go into the city twice and we uh, had a couple nice dinners and I got to walk around and uh, I have a big sweet tooth. So I, I tried like ice cream and like I was oh. eating a bunch of different pastries. So better than salt that, and straw. Huh? Was ice cream better than salt and straw? I was just obsessed with salt and straw. What the heck? I've only had that like once. So it was really know. good, but the cool thing is it just it was extremely different like the texture of the ice cream um mm, okay i don't even know how to explain it. it it was like like lighter or something i don't know what word to use uh maybe has can help me here but um yeah like and then for the tournament itself like uh like the support was like almost overwhelming like the second i got in the door like like it's it's very um like it's an honor for everyone to like want pictures and want me to sign stuff and everyone's like just like super happy to see me and like uh you know they're saying like they never thought they would meet me or like they were so used to watching me play and now I'm like actually here like all that stuff like you know, it almost made me question, like, like, why do all these people like want to take pictures with me so much? Like, it was happening so much, I was like starting to forget what what is even going on. Like, so um, it was nice to meet everyone. 
met a bunch of Diddy Kong players. Like I took a Diddy Kong group photo, Sephiroth group photo. Um, yeah, everyone was very accommodating and very nice. Um, so thank you very much for that. Uh, it was, it was a great trip. Um, and it's, it's been cool. I feel like it's a topic all the time that I've been traveling outside of my comfort zone, uh, more often, especially this year. Uh, I went to Mexico city. I went to Hawaii. Um, and it's all been great. And the communities like the smash communities I've met there have been especially great as well. Um, cause they're just genuinely really excited to see me. And, um, that's just, you know, thank you just for, <laughs> you know, enjoying smash as, as much as I do, I guess. Yeah, it was incredible because it, it's something we've talked about on the podcast so many times is how passionate the EU scene is. Uh, it's it's like genuinely like exclusive to them or something. Dude, it's wild. Like they are, it, it's different. And I think a part of it is like that type of cheering and fandom is so naturally ingrained and baked into their overall culture. Like I guess in America we have like college football or, you know, like the NFL and like people like basketball teams and stuff, but do they like, it's like their whole thing to cheer on a, a football or a soccer club over there. And they really brought like talking to some of the guys from the UK and like the chants and like how they rhyme, like all these chants and how they get into it. Like, dude, it, it's a whole different subculture that we have. It's insane. And we've always talked about how good it is on the show and how amazing it is. Hearing it first person was wild and seeing people interact with Gavin. He was the second most popular person in the venue. Second, only the Gluto. And it was, I have a picture and I'll, I'll put it up. Maybe we can put it with the Patreon stuff. I have a picture of Gavin's round one. So probably round two of his round one pool. Cause he got, I assume he got a buy maybe, uh, but it was his round one opponent. And there's a, like a group of 50 to 60 people just around him watching. And did you know, the real fans? Cause they were literally cheering for banana down tilt up smash. And they were like, let's go tweak. Let's go. It was like, what the fu- we're cheering for that. What the hell? Even I don't cheer for that. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah. come on, man. What the hell? They were getting all hyped up, though, man. Everything, even even in grands when it was Gluto, they like the whole crowd was cheering for Gluto. But then there was like a, a small set of the crowd that was cheering for you as well, which I thought was insane. I never thought I'd hear in Paris, just outside of Paris, people rooting for someone against Gluto. So they were I huge think, fans of you in in the podcast. Go ahead. I think um, something that made the entire event feel so um different for me was the fact that like i knew i was getting into something different going into it like i knew that um a lot of them were big supporters of me and wanted to see me do well and i haven't been doing as well as i would like to lately and i genuinely prepared for um as many projected matchups as I could. I had a setup in my hotel room um, playing for hours by myself in training mode against CPUs. I was watching every single opponent that I could think of that I might have to play against. I was taking notes. I was talking to uh, other players that like play my characters. I was considering everything. And this is something I don't normally do. Like I was even watching some of my previous losses and a lot of that was because I really didn't want to disappoint um, 
a group of people that had, hadn't met me before. And also they, they like view me higher than I view myself. <laughs> Sometimes like, it, like it feels like they like, like people, like I've, it's crazy how many people you would think I am Aquila or Spargo the way they came up to me and they're like, yeah, you're like the best player in the world. And I'm just like, Nope. Yeah. But <laughs> it, like I appreciate it very much. Like, like, like I'm like I'm glad that they value uh, the way I play the game so much, and like it even went into like when the actual tournament started and when I'm playing, like I was genuinely playing my heart out from the first stock to the last stock. I was like playing, you know, my first couple of matches and just like relentlessly like twenty percent three stocking people because I was fighting super hard. <laughs> um, and sometimes when you play for as long as I do, like you don't prep as much or you might autopilot some of the, but I was really trying to prove to myself and to all the people that uh, think of me so highly that, you know, I was a contender to, to win the event. And I really, really want, didn't want to lose early either. Um, and I really wanted to like get into top eight winners and like really get the ball rolling for myself. So um I guess like thank you. I feel like it 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 brought something out of it. It felt like I was like a like in some of my earlier years again, where it felt like I was playing every match like it was my last. But in a like, and as scary as that can be, I feel like it did like put. I did like put a lot of pressure on myself without realizing realizing it. I feel like it also was really interesting and fun. Um, you know, I was playing like I was like 18 years old again or something. You know what I mean? Like, you know, not a bunch of experience and like treating every tournament like it's my last and like playing my round one matches like it's grand one uh, grand finals or something, you know? Yeah. And I mean, regarding your play, too, I mean, you hit that first. Like, I have a couple videos, too, that I could send. Uh, but I was recording just because the crowd was so insane. I don't usually record, like, live on my phone. Like, why would I do that? There's, you know, VODs and all this other stuff. But the way the crowd was, like, you versus Light, like, especially when Top 8 started, crowd was always going crazy. But when Top 8 started and you hit that clip on Light to end game one, I have that on video. It's really sick. And then the the Spargo game ender, too. I didn't get that. I was on commentary, so I couldn't record that with my phone, obviously. Um, I guess I could have. My bad. I dropped the dropped the ball there. Uh, but that was insane too. I'd love to get a live crowd reaction of that. All that stuff was just, it was wild. Like it, it was nothing like it. And so many people like, and I know Charles and Marcus, I know you guys get this too, where they, people come up to you like, Hey, I love the podcast and whatever. It was like nonstop, man. Like every couple minutes people would come up to me and, and say that. And the cool thing about the time difference in France, like we release our episodes, it's, it's 11 o'clock here. Yeah. So it's 5 p.m. there. So when everyone's like getting out of work or getting out of school, the podcast comes out. Like more than more than like three or four people told me that they were like it comes out at the yeah. perfect time. I was like, not planned at all, but that's really cool. But I met people with guys. merch as well. Yep, yep. Yeah. It was insane. That's I was lost looking for the venue the first day, and then I saw someone wearing a Tweet Talks hoodie. I was like, all right, I found my place. All right, we're good. Yeah. We're good. Like a Thank block you. away. Thank it was you. so sick, man. So thanks to everyone who came up and said they like the podcast and talked to us about it because it, it's like. We know, like, we see how many views we get and, like, all that stuff, and that's great. But meeting the people is so different. Like, meeting them and talking to them, and, and like, you don't realize it to me, and I'm sure it was, it must have been even crazier for you, Gavin, but I realized how much uh, of an impact the show had on a global, like, at a global level, man. Like, so many, 
yeah british like like british accents french accents everyone came up to me like i love the podcast it was it was so crazy it was wild and i think it's what i was trying to explain with saying like i start to like question what's even going on like it's like i i did i it's like i guess i didn't have as much of an idea like i it was just crazy i was starting to question like yeah do these people think i'm someone else (laughs) like it, it was it was like I don't know. It was surreal. Make, it was surreal yeah. yeah, surreal. I I can't even find words for this. So, just thank you for everything. That's what I said when when the tournament ended. I just tweeted out. I'm like, I don't I don't even know what to say. Like, I don't even know what to say. Like this, it was uh, it yeah. truly like Coney saying the French dimension and it's sticking. It really was like a different dimension. Like it's it's really yeah. a great way to to put it. Obviously, it's you know the context is a little different, but still, I think that really works. It was that was a special tournament, man. It really was and. It's and I said this to the TOs and the staff there. It's not a trip. All I mean, my wife was there. Who she showed up and I think she's only gone to like a, a tournament or two before, but she stayed for like most of top eight. And she was like, I can't believe this. <laughs> like it was truly unreal um, how yeah. cool it was. And it's not a trip or a tournament I'll forget for the rest of my life. Uh, so yeah, thanks everyone who made it happen. Uh, my only regret is that Charles and Marcus couldn't be there with us. So yeah, I, mean, I want to go to France. Well, <laughs> you got to start casting. Yeah, oh, been cool. true. They I'm sure they would have loved to see you two there as well. Tweak talks live in France. That would be cool. Tweak parlay. Oh, I gotta, I gotta get my Duolingo going or whatever it's called. Yeah, you do. You gotta start, handle the jet lag better this time, Jim. We did, we did eat escargot though. I don't know if those videos ever surfaced, but you and I did eat escargot. Oh together, yeah, which was wild that was the first night too i was jet lagged that night i was like whatever just give me this, give me this slug i'll eat it i don't care just give it to me already come on yeah we had a great time though it was, it was i went to arc de triomphe eiffel tower uh notre dame like i i did i was around everywhere i was going but i've traveled oh, so many times before Sight i was ready seeing. to go i was sightseeing yeah and during the tournament my wife just went off and did her own thing too so we both had an amazing time so except she showed up obviously for top eight which is great so killing it it was it was amazing. It was one of my favorite tournaments ever. And like the top, it, it didn't hit me until after shine. Cause I was so focused on shine. And then I saw like, it was, it was perfect timing. Cause I saw shine ended and then I didn't do the episode cause I was so busy with work. And then I saw the seating for Terra came out. I was like, what is this tournament? Like, are you serious? Bro. Like, this is ridiculous. This is one of the, even like before it happened, I was like, this has potential to be one of the best tournaments ever. It really did. Um, yeah. And then it, it fully delivered. Like it was, it was pretty perfect. Yeah, obviously a couple yeah. people were going, but I didn't actually know how many good players were going. And it was I don't know, it was super sick to see. Gavin, you did great. Despite you. what you may how you may feel and I saw the tweet and stuff, but Yeah. It's all good. I uh I did not want to be to be honest, I did not want to do this today. I was planning on like finding a way to avoid uh <laughs> doing the podcast today. But, um, like, I don't know. Uh, uh, like, I, I actually, I did watch the grand finals and everything. And I just, I, I had a hard time wanting to be on, like, I have a hard time wanting to be on camera after a tough loss, especially if I, like, you know, react poorly and, like, you know, people can see me, my frustration and, and like, just, you know, being immature or raging on stream, like, like, you know, 
it's something I've been battling and working on for so many years and it's, it just makes it look like I've made zero progress and it, it just genuinely looks like that. It's, it's pretty embarrassing, but, um, like, uh, I feel like it would be beneficial for, for myself to just do it. Like just, uh, Oh, did, are we good? Yeah, we're good. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Good. Oh, sorry. Uh, you know, cause this show is, can be very therapeutic for me. You know what I mean? So I, I don't think it's a good idea to run away from it. And I don't really get to talk about, um, I don't get to talk about much, um, outside of being on this show, to be honest. So yeah, um, it's, it's, I guess it's good that I'm not a hundred percent afraid to, you know, cause I'm not going to say everything on camera, but like, uh, you know, I'm here. So, Okay, so ahead, since ahead, I brought on. the tweet up, since I brought the tweet up, I wasn't going to say anything because I was like, I mean, we're, we're not even really into therapy because I figured this is probably going to be a therapy session episode before we <laughs> got into it. So let me just bring up the tweet. Okay, so it was a great tweet. I'm actually uh, surprised I'm glad, that you, I didn't think it was bad. I'm glad you... I don't expect you to tweet anything about how you're feeling, like ever. So that was really strange. Was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What that was a very mature tweet. I was, for lack of a better word, I was talking more than usual. Yeah, you hey, sometimes tweet be talking. That's why you got a show. <laughs> um, but the second part of the tweet where you said like. I feel like this was, and I, I think I understand what you're trying to say. Recently. I was trying to. Okay, you. Sorry, I, you can go ahead. I'll yeah, say what yeah. I want to Okay, um, where you said if this was like Spargo or Light, like they would have, they would have like got the job done or something like that. Essentially, um, there's two. There's two things I want to say about that. The first thing is they both didn't because they both played them, so they would not have gotten the job done. And, I texted um, him that the next day. I was like, what the oh, hell? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I understand where Gavin's coming from because I, they didn't have an extra set. Right. Also what he Gavin, said back to me. That's also, yeah. I yeah, Gavin that's had two say. sets. Yeah there's, yeah, there's two ways to go about it. Right, right. Um, but, I mean, having an extra set, having one set, it's, it's a slight difference, but it's really not that big of a difference because at that level, whenever you go back into the next set, it's just a reset. Like it's just like you're playing another best of five, and there's sometimes where you get a little bit more information, but the person you're playing against is getting just as much information as you. And I, I think like Gavin also knows that. Um, but the other part about it is, I think you were saying like, and I could be wrong, and I figure you're gonna elaborate on it a little bit more. Is that like they are people who. When the going gets tough, when they're in those like super clutch situations and the last hits, um, they're able to pull it together, right? And you have been getting a lot of seconds. You haven't been getting the W's that you want, and it's tough. But I don't think that. I mean, they don't. They don't pull it out every time either. So I don't know, but I'm curious to hear why why you why you what you said about or like what your thought process was in saying that. Uh, I just really wanted to give my 
my respects to to them because they were two people I played far in the bracket specifically. Mm. And they were people I've played in the grand finals and stuff specifically as well. And I just feel like... Um, because there were some games where I felt like I just didn't put as much of a, as much of a fight as I would, just because I feel like I was so pressured. And I just feel like they, uh, and a lot of it I don't think is about winning or losing. I think it's grace, and I think they would have handled it gracefully. Um, because you know when I, because I can look back on a lot of things where I go to a new place and. You know, everyone's really nice and asking for pictures and um, I'm signing things and I win the tournament and, you know, obviously <laughs> you're going to be a humble winner, right? Um, and I look at those experiences and I, I get, um, you know, I'm a little ashamed at that because, you know, when I get the, when I, when I get the close second, it's like a completely different reaction. Like I, 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 you know, I get super angry and I rage and I, and, you know, it's just upsetting. I feel like it's, um, it's rude to the, to the people who are viewing, viewing me so highly and everything. Um, and I feel like it, it takes away from the moment a little bit. So, um, it's just hard. It's like, how do you apologize to that many people and how do you, how do you treat yourself in that moment too? Cause I've had a hard time over these years where I, uh, where I'll, I'll just punish myself. You know what I mean? And it's like, that's obviously not good either. And it's just, it's just hard to find an, uh, an approach to that kind of thing. Cause um, I don't think I was, I don't think I expected as a kid to be doing things in front of thousands of people, <laughs> whether it's sports or video games or whatever. Um, you know, and I, there's a lot of history of, of anger and stuff. And uh, it's just, you know, so I, I think a lot of that tweet was just like, I really wanted to give credit to the people that I, you know, barely made it past. And I also wanted to give credit to Gluto as well. And I just wanted to give credit to how great they are as players and people and personalities and whatever. Because sometimes I don't think I... You know, as, as as much as we just talked about, as, as many people that were happy to see me, sometimes I think, you know, like a reaction like that really takes a, a, away like points. And, uh, you know, I, I, I just I just lo- I love those guys. So I just wanted to give them credit. And I thought uh, they might they maybe would have handled the situations like regardless of the outcomes or how the games went. I just think maybe they would have handled it better. And um, that's just what I wanted to mention. But yeah, it is tough. I think uh, there's no coincidence that I've had a bunch of game crazy game five losses, second places, you know, resets, just you know, down to the wire, just you know, losing in like a crazy comeback situation. Like, so it's just it really stacks up, um, especially because I am proud that I I've, I'm already taking notes because I honestly thought I, I would, wouldn't uh, pick up the sticks in any way for a while, but doing it in 24 hours is pretty cool. Um, but there's still some other ones that I will I will never open up. You know what I mean? Like I will never click on that YouTube video or search for that YouTube video. Um, 
and it's probably more beneficial to be watching the recent ones, but you know, but but still, like it, it's tough. Yeah, I I'm mean, probably I, rambling a bit, but I, I think oh, I, go. <laughs> no, I mean it's a. I think this is something that you've been, you know, wanting to improve on for a long time, and just hearing your thought process about it, and hearing your just general thought of your progression throughout the years, right? Obviously, you've been competing for a really long time, so it's good. And the fact that you're opening up, the fact that you're here doing this podcast today right? Like you just got off the plane. It's you're probably extremely tired flying all the way from Europe. And then even emotionally, it can be really exhausting, all this stuff stacking on top, right? So the fact that you're even here, dude, is yep. amazing. The fact that you're even talking yep. about all those feelings is amazing. So I know I, I'm, I'm just trying to say you should definitely give yourself more credit in terms of your yep. progression. So as your friend, I mean, I'm sure all of us want to let you know that you're progressing in a very fast rate because I've I've definitely, we've all seen the lows, so, you know, you know, they, they, it'll go back up and it'll come back down. But as long as, because you, you'll always. All right, let me low. be honest. Let me be honest, though. Okay. Oh, boy. This was, this was a low. Yeah. I'm oh, sure, yeah. I'm sure. I mean, that was a tough loss. And honestly, uh, you, from a spectator's point of view. You were fine, like on stage. You but in in the no, camera, like, but I know I know thirty the, seconds later. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, I know the okay. moment that all that was gone. Oh yeah, it was brutal. And then I'm sure, like when you got like, back, like I didn't even make game, it back. I didn't make yeah. it back to the hotel room. Is what I'll say. Yeah, yeah. I've, um, but yeah. like, bro, <laughs> I don't know. I just think people are like very passionate about certain things. This is clearly something that you are extremely passionate about. And I also think that everyone has a vice, man, like something that they're working through and people cope with it differently. Like, sure. Let's say you get angry. Maybe some other top player just gets blackout drunk. And like, is that any better than like I, people do it? Right. Like, uh, let's be real. Like, you, you know, it's true. There's different so, like, coping mechanisms. Yeah. There's different yes. coping mechanisms. And we're not going to say like any of this is, good right like you need to find a way to be healthy and you're working on that but yes. like i don't feel like you need to shame yourself for, for like yes. trying to be a better person like it's gonna suck it's gonna take you you might work on it your entire life like you might be 90 years old and like have something that you really enjoy doing and then you make a mistake and you're like god damn like bro what the how like i just ah and then if I you got just, that much energy at ninety, then sure. And say, yeah, playing yeah, Smash Nine with Pluto, man. Yeah, man, I, I can't fucking believe it. Ah, and you're just it's, like, or like, I don't know, whatever. Like people, people have things that they're working on. Like it just happens that one, you're in the spotlight, and two, yours is a little more visual than other people's. So it and you're, it makes it seem to others like, oh yeah, I see this and this dude's a rager like this dude's so angry oh this dude doesn't handle the situations well but trust there there are stories of people who they make it back to that hotel room walls are broken like doors are broken controllers yeah. are broken it's not it's yeah yours is just a little more visible and it's fine like you saying that oh man i don't think i've made any progression i've known you for a long time I you've made at least at least 
like 200,000 times progression from what it used to be because goodness gracious. Yeah. yeah I, I couldn't even, I had to wait a week to talk to you. Like, all right, man, let me just, yeah. I'll send I a mean, message in a week. Like, yeah. You know? I mean, some of it is stuff I wouldn't expect to, to ever say, you know what I mean? And I mean, there's a part of it where it's like, if you really look at the reality of things, like, you know, a Nintendo fighting game. <laughs> And, like, all that stuff. And, like, it just all gets, like, really weirdly, like, mushed up into, like, weird embarrassment. And yeah. it, it also takes away from, like, some of my success, like, that weekend, too. Like, I, I'm not as proud of it anymore just because of, because it, it's just not right. R- regardless of, of improving or anything, like, I just, you know, it's just yeah. weird. Like, I just think of all, like you know leading up to to all of that moment like everyone is so nice and wants a picture and everything and then all of a sudden i'm like uh you know the second something goes wrong i i don't want to be there anymore so yeah um, it, it's it's there, there's a lot that goes into it but yeah i it when i was younger like i i don't know it it went from like uh i had no idea what i wanted to do with my life to uh all of a sudden I'm like traveling for smash. Like it all happened super fast. Like I didn't even know I was, um, I could potentially do it as a career. And, um, it, it felt like so life or death out of nowhere, especially cause I was trying to, to prove that I could do it for as a career once it became possible. Um, and yeah, I, I would like Marcus said, like no one was, no one was getting a response. <laughs> A week is was at, at least that um, I I wouldn't leave my room, I wouldn't eat food, uh, I wouldn't watch the losses. Like you couldn't talk to me, uh, like it, it was bad. Um, and it, it like those habits just get so ingrained into you, and it's hard to break them. Um, but but talking about it is definitely good, and it's just weird when you go from being like revered as like uh you know someone special when you're you're just not you were just not you are the exact opposite of uh, it's yeah. it's more so it's it's different when you're like put from, on a from pedestal. being like oh my gosh like look at all this stuff he's doing to five minutes later like uh, he's raging is just oh he's a human yeah people human. realize that you're a person and that you have emotions like dang that's unfortunate that that happens like yeah, I well, I know what you're saying, but like it's just not right, though. I get it. I mean, t- yeah. to be fair, and I'm not going to justify uh, raging, but like the the way I look at it is, at the end of the day, you there's no class in high school that's going to teach you like, okay, so when you're competing at this, this, and this, and you have to deal with this types of levels of stress, like. I've done a lot of different things in life. I've been in the military. I've been a medic. I've done construction. I've welded. I've done a lot of different. I've done marketing. I've done esports jobs, yada, 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 right? I've done a lot of different types of jobs. And I also competed when I was younger. And I'll tell you right now, the most stressful shit is competing by far. Basic training, nothing. Medic training, whatever. Competing in Super Smash Brothers the, the is fucking insane. The levels of stress from competition are wild. So... Um, I'm just saying that you have to deal with a lot of emotions that most others do not have to deal with. And you weren't 
trained either. There was no, you didn't go through like a crash course or yada, yada. Right. And even, I mean, especially back in the day, there was just, even the people you're around might not have been the best role models. Right. So it's just like, you have to give yourself a lot more credit in terms of the rate in which you're dealing with this kind of stuff, because you're dealing with a lot. And as of recently, I know in TSM, you started getting like sports therapy there. I mean, getting a coach also helps like me just coaching you and trying to like walk through and try to mentor you through your emotions. Obviously, I'm not a therapist and I don't have like a license for that, but that can help alongside with a sports therapist. And then now you also have a sports therapy or th sports therapist. Now that you talk to, I think it's, is it the same guy from TSM from before, right? Or is it another person? Yeah. Um... Right, right. But see, like you're taking the correct steps and you're progressing and it's not going to happen overnight. And I'll tell you right now, is this scenario going to happen to you again? Probably. It happens you know to me every fucking time. So. Right. So, yeah. I mean, you'll go low. You'll There'll be ups. There'll be downs. As long as the last down isn't as bad as your worst down. Right? As long as it doesn't drop that low, you're progressing. So, you're going to go up and you're going to go down. But every time you go back down, just try not to make it as down, like as far down as the last one. And you're taking baby steps and you've progressed through a lot of things emotionally and handling your emotions. And I will say this, the thing that is the craziest shit about competing is the more you get into it, the deeper you get into the cycle, the more you put your mind, body and soul into it, right? So when you put every ounce of your existence into something and you don't win and it just barely you like fucked up one little thing by one little frame and you're putting your entire existence 1000% into it there is backlash there is emotional backlash there's no fucking human that can do that and just be like damn cool ggs bro like you put everything you like everything your emotion just all of the time you spent prepping and all this other stuff the years of experience you're putting everything when you compete and that's competing in anything. That's not even just match. That's just competition in general. So there is always going to be emotional backlash because you're putting everything into it. There's no way you can put everything into it and just not give a shit the second you lose. Like there's that, that's not possible. So you're right now you are getting better at dealing with the whiplash, the backlash of putting all of that into it. Right? Like you're just putting everything in, and I I think you have progressed as as much as it doesn't seem like it, and you just gotta keep going through those experiences it sucks to grind but it is what it is right and I, I think you're doing a great job and even just like opening up like this on the podcast about it is another progression step the fact i'm the fact that you already watched the set is mind-blowing to me because that was a that was a tough loss you know and that um, show was long was, it was uh yes. it was a like 40 set. minutes it was yep. a 40 minute set i was like damn is this a brawl set what the fuck is going I on just a lot of games. At one point, I legitimately thought I was going to pass out on the mic is how hot it was in the venue yeah. and how much I was yelling and how like this. It was the Spargo set. Actually, it wasn't the glucose set. Legitimately, it was like that HBox clip where he's popping off and he passes out. That's legitimately what I felt like at yeah. one point just because it was so crazy. But bro, I already told you this because uh, we were texting about it the next day. You're your own like you're so hard on yourself all the time. Like you refuse to acknowledge the ways you've grown until just now because i mean you were still in the moment when we were talking but you were so hard on yourself all the time like it's great to acknowledge it there's two things to improvement right the first one is acknowledge how far you've come and that's great because you have come a long way even i haven't been around as long as charles or marcus but even since i've joined it usually took like a day or two before we would start talking again 
But you and I, we met the next morning and got breakfast, which was great. I was very happy to see you. It was great to talk to you. And then we were texting about it uh, before our flights, which was really, really good. Like just, and I knew like, that's about your time frame now. Like, you usually just need a night to like chill, which is, dude, that's amazing compared to, you know, the amount of time you needed before. It's oh, really wow. good to acknowledge that. <laughs> but where you are now too, it's really good to acknowledge how much better you want to get because that is to me the most important sign that you want to improve is that you acknowledge where you're messing up and that you see it and that it's that it's your fault and you're owning it and that you want to do better you're not like making this mistake and then being like yeah whatever like let's go to the next tournament who cares you're like i want to get better i want to do better and how do i do that and for some people it's easy to do that and for some people it isn't uh i think i was gonna say i think all of us but i think three of us can identify very well um Maybe Marcus too, actually. He's just so chill. I just assume he hasn't had any anger issues in the past, but I definitely did growing up as a kid. You Were you a rage monster too? Bro, I was a yeah. bully when I was a kid. Yeah, <laughs> right, I, I, right, I took yeah. a lot of anger management when I was a kid. So. That's great. Well, that's amazing. And it's something that I work through every day. And I think there's just something, Charles, I think said it beautifully. It's, it's not even about like competing or about Smash or anything. Having emotions is something you'll always have for your entire life, and you will have extreme spikes of emotion, sadness, happiness, anger, all that stuff. And it's never about what you're feeling in the moment. It's how it's what you do with it, right? So you could feel this, you could feel, and it's it's this insane shit where you could feel like eleven out of ten angry or eleven out of ten sad or whatever, but you your actions are what matter, right? When you're that upset or when you're that happy, and what you do with it is what what really matters. And again, I think my favorite thing about Smash, and I think I've said it on this podcast many times, is how it's a vehicle in which people use to grow and improve themselves. And I think you're such a great example of that. And I think you're great at that because you've made great progress, but you're not satisfied with where you are because you know there's still room for improvement, which I totally agree. Um, but I think, I think for you, I think there's this piece that you need to acknowledge and be happy with yourself in, in the distance that you've come because you have come a long way. But it's also good to not be complacent and be like, all right, I'm good. Like, this is close enough. Like, it's all good. No worries. Like, that, that's good. It's good to want more. It's good to acknowledge I fucked up. I agree with what you said. I, I do think you fumbled, to be honest with you, as your friend. I think I'd be failing you to not tell you that. I think you should have stayed for the ceremony. I think. Oh, it's I, I actually didn't know there was a ceremony. Oh, all right. All right. You, all right. That's fine then. Well, Spargo didn't say either. So you're giving all this credit to Spargo and Light. Guess what? You outclutched both of them in the sets that you played. You're like, oh, they would have clutched. You clutched them, dude. What the fuck are you talking about? Give yourself more credit. Like, you outclutched them that tournament. You were more clutched than them that tournament. Fact. You lost a coin flip to Gluto at the end. Okay. You outclutched them. Spargo with, like, one of the best Diddy clips that's ever been hit in Ultimate History, by the way. Light game one. Are they you should kidding watch me? My, they should watch my combo videos if they think that was good. Oh, oh I'm my talking gosh. internal. Oh, there he is. There all, right, all right. All right. There okay. go. Wait, wait. <laughs> I, do, I just have this weird, like, like it, I, I think it's almost a lifestyle um, where I'm actually, like, I view things, like, in a very karmic way. Like, um, it's, like, almost obsessive where, like, I, I view every action I do as, like, like, this will end up being good for you or bad for you. And my reactions to losing, I view as, like, this will affect your next five tournaments you know what i mean like like you are going to have to really make up for this poor reaction you know what i mean i dude i believe that shit a thousand percent because i and i know you and this is what everyone does that has like 
big emotions like that, you carry that stuff with you, man. It absolutely yeah. a thousand percent. Um, I I believe in that. And it I it's it goes back to me like 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 uh your mistakes has just soiled like you've just soiled like all of the good moments that trip as well. You know what I mean? And that's your fault kind of thing. And so I, I really try to you know when I'm working whether I'm practicing or whatever, I really, really try to make up for that with like, I deliberately meditate and I practice and I try to make up for it in game and out of game. And, um, that's what, like something that really upsets me is I just have that. I'm, I'm very like, like uh, ritualistic and, uh, like, uh, like I view things in a very karmic way and I'm very, uh, superstitious is the word i was looking for like are you really i didn't know oh, that yeah. yeah like i'm really? the whole, like yeah i just i try to poker face it um but like you know physical movements and like where i'm sitting who i talk to how i talk um marcus actually is has a good grasp of it if he sees me doing something he usually has a good grasp on like how i'm doing mentally <laughs> um like when it comes to like like in game, um, like how I'll, I'm, how I'm feeling about the event. Um, so it, it just, I'm just a weirdo. And I think a lot of it is just ingrained, um, you know, just habits, habitual stuff from playing for so long and connecting things to, to winning or losing that might not actually have a connection. Um, that just leads to some strange tendencies. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't even like I don't even know how to put some of it into words. But I I, I do think it, it it it's part of the the whole shame thing. Um, but yeah, I, I one one of the big reasons I wanted to do the show is also like I see when people view these moments for like you know because I'm not I'm not obviously not the only one that's had a moment like this. I, I see when like, like uh, people on social media or the internet or whatever see, see it as like a moment to like let the world know like this is shitty or like this person sucks like or like, whether they're doing it just to attack them or whether they're doing it to genuinely say like this is not good. Like I want those people to know that like I agree with them. You know what I mean? Whether it's just to attack me or whether it's genuinely like what they think about the situation. Like you are a hundred percent correct. <laughs> like I want to be better. Like I, I work every day on it. Um, like I'm extremely ashamed of, you know, my losses. I'm extremely ashamed of like my reactions to some of my losses. Like, um, and yeah, like, you are right. Like you are right. Like, you know what I mean? Like regardless of like how you twist it. And, um, like 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 y'all said like I am a human being but I am like a hard worker and I I promise to like you know you're down to take responsibility yes I, I respect it for Can all I say, of it, I don't, all the time all of it all the time <laughs> I don't think you should feel shame in your losses I know you can't like control how well you that was like kind anything, of a side note but. but but like how you act after what you do after totally like you said you're owning that and that's that's a part of it and all that stuff yeah. which is great that but that's all you really have control over competing 
the other guy wants it really, really. Re- you think Gluto wanted to win that tournament pretty bad? Like after the rankings came out, he wasn't top ten. It was in Paris. Like you Which think like that insane. might be the most the most uh, motivated someone might have ever been to win a Smash tournament. You guys were like an unstoppable object or an immovable object, unstoppable force, whatever, right? Like that's that's what it felt like there. So I think like. In this case, uh, yeah, again, the only thing you really have control over is you you can't control how you feel about something, but you can control what you do with those feelings is is always the case. It's always the case. And you know what's interesting? Like, a lot of what I wanted to say today stemmed from watching Grand Finals. Like, the the cogs, like, started turning, like, after watching it. And I was like, okay – like I'll do it. Like I was, I did not want to do it. I was just hoping somehow the podcast never existed for a week or something. And I just didn't have to show up, but like a lot of the things I wanted to say, like started from actually watching it, which is cool because it's something I've never done for a loss as intense as that. If it is, it's like not often, like maybe once or twice. Um, so yeah, I think that's that's something that I would have never considered. Um, that it wasn't just about Smash itself. You know what I mean? I think you deserve because even we have missed episodes. Me, Charles, and Pink do not have a hundred percent attendance record. You're the only person on the podcast that has a hundred percent attendance record. Incredible. Like even even like just shit happens in life sometimes. But you have been by far the most consistent. And going into it when we first started, I honestly thought it might be a thing that, that happens, you know, Same. like especially especially because we we want to get episodes out right after a tournament happens. Yeah. And that was obviously a risk that we all considered. But it seems mm-hmm. like you putting yourself and owning it and saying, I'm going to put myself in this situation that's going to be a lot of pressure because even if I underperform, I got to sit here and talk about it on this podcast. There you go. Yeah. There you are every week. So you deserve... <laughs> I don't think I can't even think of other like other podcasts I've listened to for years. I can't even think of like you're you've been consistent. What are we on? A hundred and twenty, just about. That's really good. Like that's really really impressive. And I think it's been for you. Uh, it's obviously good for the show to have you on every week, of course. But it's also good for you personally. And you've talked about that a couple times. Like having having this as a channel to vent to and to talk about how you're feeling and stuff. I feel like you didn't really have that before. I think the show kind of forces you to do that. So I think, but I think you put yourself in that position on purpose, right? Yeah, for sure. I wouldn't have showed up. I'm just letting you know. After that terror loss, I might not have showed up, bro. That's crazy. It's amazing that you did. I'm going to be honest. Like, ain't no way. Um, I'm proud of you because, uh-uh. Thank you. Same. Same. And you you flew home? Mm Mm-mm. Exactly. You had every reason not to be here today. A hundred percent. Even just the flight is enough of an excuse. I will say, like, I've had more tough losses than than great victories. So I I know how they felt, and despite having so many of them, I can individualize all of them and how I felt. I will say that, um, like, it is the most crushing loss I've actually ever had in my life. I. I think a lot of it, um, like, added up to the moment, like, the heat of the venue and all the clutch victories and then, like, thinking you got it and then you don't and, like, the crowd is so into it and so many people want to see you do well. And um, 
Like I was like mad at myself. I was like, damn, you really fell for the moment. Like you really got tricked. Uh, you you fell Man, for it. You, you I, especially with like my reaction at the end is like, this is the person who really, it's like got tricked into thinking this was like life or death. <laughs> um, also, something I want to say is um, huge thank you to to B um, for being especially like in top eight for being right in front in the front crowd yep being there and watching all my matches and cheering for me and wanting to win and something that was funny looking in between games is uh like if i'm thinking of like the light and spargo set as close as those were i could tell she thought i could win like and that was cool but when I was playing Gluto, she was stressed out. <laughs> <laughs> I was, bro. And I was like, that was rough. I looked yeah. at her and then I looked back at the game and I was like, damn, am I, I don't know if I'm going to win. I'm getting cooked. Yeah. I was it, like, was wow. looking, it was looking, it was looking grim. And we laughed about it. But the reason why like, I have extra thanks to her specifically is we've been dating for a long time. And she's been around for like all of the the ups and downs with uh, Smash tournaments for me, and um, it's hard for her too because she obviously is affected by you know the bad losses, right? She's if she's at the tournament or we live together, like it it really is like a it, it's it's tough. Sorry, my cat's like meowing. Someone else trying to talk in the building. Uh, so cat was that? Which one was that? It was tiny, tiny for sure. For sure. Uh, she's the most talkative. But you know what I mean. Like it's it's a, like a a commitment for both of us, and um, sometimes it's it's nerve wracking for her to even watch. You know what I mean? Because she knows um how stressful it is. Like regardless of wanting me to win, like losing is is so scary. Um. So, you know, I, I really think it, it helped me keep it together because in some of those matches, like I, you know, wasn't looking like I was going to win. Um, I was down 2-1 on Spargo, and uh, this is a bit, this is something I thought I was just going to keep a secret, but I was actually going to go Donkey Kong when I was down 2-1. Um, and I didn't do that, and I'm glad I didn't do that, obviously, because I ended up winning the set, but. You know, just having her right in front of me and like, you know, it, it was interesting because it's like a crowd of like screaming, but then like she's just watching intently. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so that it, thank you for that. Uh, but I think that was the last really important thing I wanted to mention. Bro, honestly, you went down. Was was the first set 3-0? I can't remember. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You went down 2-0. I was like. Is he about to pull out Donkey Kong or something? Like, I just thought you were going to go, like, some random character and, like, reset your mentor or something like that. But um, I do I do think about that kind of thing often because yeah. I hate the idea of um, being in Winterside Grands and being down 2-0 and then, like, playing your heart out and then getting reset yeah, anyway, like, game yeah. four or five, and then being, like, half dead going into the second set. Yeah. Um, there were a lot of things that I found really good about uh, Grands. One, set two, you went to a different stage. Normally, like, I don't care about stages. That was you great. Started, you started on top set. Oh, my gosh. This is a different stage. Like, what's going on here? And it was a two-stop, wasn't it? Yeah, that was that was the notes for sure. 
like I, I had less notes for for Gluto than anyone else because it just didn't look like we were going to line up to play. And I guess I underestimated him a little bit um, because of what he was up against. Um, but I, I do always want to play him and, and do well. Um, and I do like – and another thing that really helped me want to like – like really like just show up today and all that stuff is like I watched my uh like when I watched like some of my matches like I don't want to sound like arrogant or something but I genuinely didn't think I played that great and in a way that was kind of grounding like what are you so upset about like you suck <laughs> kind of th- kind of thing you know what I mean like there's so much I could have done like way better and that's what grounded me a lot and was able like to actually think and open up about things that I'd otherwise like just run away from. So something else you did that I don't think I've seen you do in tournament or at least it's been a long time. Why did you switch Diddy colors? What was that? The pink? Um, I had been doing that a little bit throughout the weekend. Um, I think I did it against Fargo too. Um, You did. Yeah. It's, um, it's my second favorite skin. Um, and uh, I just, like I said, like I was taking this tournament like more seriously than I have in a while. Like I was really into it, like physically, mentally. And um, a lot of that was because of, you know, like I said, with like all the people that wanted to see me do well and everything. And, um, you know, I, I don't know how to explain, but, you know, I was inspired by, like, ADHD's Brawl Diddy, and, like, uh, I was just doing whatever I can to give myself any sort of edge, even if it's just to myself, like, switching costumes when I'm not feeling it, and, like, just, I don't know how to explain. Like I said, I'm very, like, superstitious and, like, ritualistic, so, um, in a way, it was, like, my way of, like, pulling out all the stops, even if it literally means nothing at all, um, but, um, this is like probably my first time talking about my in-game tag too, but it's also the reason I was using that tag this tournament. Usually it's only like the tag is still like a, a important thing to me, but um, I haven't been using it in actual tournaments as often, but this tournament I did. So as you can see, like I put everything into this tournament. So it's like extra crushing because uh, I genuinely thought I had it, which is crazy because usually I'm not even thinking about that kind of thing, but it, it just really caught me off guard, so. I saw all of Gavin Bad Habits come out. I said, I'm nervous. He he can't, it can't go to last stock. Not when he has waft. It's too. All, what habits was it? The, roll, the rolls were coming out. Yeah. Uh, the, you know what's really annoying? Hmm? Um, I prepare so specifically for Light and Spargo. They're people I play kind of often, especially Light. And I think it's really tough to beat them, whether it's matchup or just how good they are. And I play so specifically to beat them that I have a hard time playing my next matches after. Thankfully, usually they're like some of the last people you play. But um, oftentimes when I beat light, I lose to my next opponent. Um, And it's because it's like I'm playing a different character to beat light. (laughs) Like I I play so specifically – and sometimes I think some of my habits 
from other sets bleed into my next matches. And um, someone who called me out on this, and I don't know if it was intentional or not, looking back on the conversation, was actually Mars, where like uh, he was kind of just truthful to me, where he actually doesn't think I play like matchups or like uh, adaptations too well. He thinks I just have like a a flow chart that's like deceptive, deceptively like large. And it's pretty obvious because sometimes I can just lose and like never change up anything. Um, and I, I do want to fix that, but yeah, like sometimes when I'm like super focused on one person or beating one player, like even if it's like notes I had, like I forget to do it. Like last time I beat light, I played riddles or something like that. And I have a lot of notes for, for riddles. And I did like not any of it, which is funny. Cause I had been beating him, but I just didn't do. So I just, I think I have to be more flexible. I mean, it's, it's it's hard. Yeah. Diddy is a character where I feel like Diddy has to. Play yeah, so many options matchups. that sometimes I end up doing nothing at all. So you got a wide toolbox. Yeah, it definitely can be really hard. Yeah, I mean that was that was a really good discussion. I mean, did you guys want to talk anything more about Terra? Shout out to Gluto. Shout out to Gluto for winning. Yeah, amazing stuff. Yeah, played. I know, dude. He beat some. He beat some very good players to win the event. The the person I wanted to see him play against the most the past few months is always Spargo because I always think he can. I always think he can. I was telling Has this the whole week too, and he got two sets and he did win. And I think he could have won Delfino Maza as well. Yep. So um, yeah. The There's a reason I really he, wanted to see those. And I actually do think the matchup is doable as well. So coming from like someone who's like pretty pessimistic about Wario's matchups, I do think Cloud is, is doable and it's an interesting one. So I'm glad we got to see so much of that. Like two sets of that is, is cool. Because that's the the matchup I wanted to watch the most is um is was Gluto Spargo and the person I wanted to play the most was you know Gluto and Spargo, so I did get to do that. I just didn't expect it to pan out the way it did, so that was kind of caught me off guard. But I'll be I'll be ready next time. Nice, nice. All right. Um, well, I don't know if we have enough time to talk about Nintendo Live. I, I obviously we talked about Terra a lot. So yeah. can you give I'll us just, a quick? Can you give us the highlights, I'll, Chuck? Yeah, I want to hear about your highlights. weekend. Wait, wait, wait. Before we get into Nintendo Live, real quick. What's up? What's up? Oh, tank no. Gavin is lit. Like... There was Clip Gavin. Now it's Tank oh, Gavin. Oh, tank, tank Gavin. Gavin is lit. I feel like it's like they're like associated or something. Kinda. Don't give me this. Clip Don't Gavin put this Gavin. idea in my head, though. It's going to be another. Yeah, I know. A thing you think about. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah a lot more superstitions. <laughs> every every time he goes, should I take the tank? Or like, I just say. Don't add more to the mental stack, please. Dude, once. When, when I started wearing hats more and I started, I should have never said hat, anything. And then my girlfriend started saying it as a joke, not realizing it was going to affect yeah. me for the rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm actually better with, with hats now. It. Now I don't like think I have to. Uh, wear. You, well, I, I know we spent, bro, I know we spent a lot of time on some of the negative stuff, but damn, there were some raw moments this tournament. You throwing the jersey on the ground was fucking raw, dude. I don't care. That shit was clean. It feels so I was like to me, it feels silly yeah. when I look back on it, which is weird. It's a little silly, but like it's you're in the moment, like it's all good. And I will say too, like re, 
uh, that topic of you like really feeling everything, like you know how how you feel your emotions very strongly. That's also a reason why people really like you. You're very passionate. Yep. You care about Smash a lot. It's a double edged sword, though. Obviously, you had so many fans over there and so many great interactions with people because they know you care and they care a lot too. And it's this thing that you have in common, right? Yep. So there's some positive from it too. But obviously, you know, working on the negative stuff is always good. So there you go. Yeah. All right, Chuck, tell us about Nintendo. Come on. All right. All right. So <laughs> I actually am really excited. I was so pumped. Chuck was posting all these cool pictures all weekend. Yeah, yeah. So I was just at the stupid Eiffel Tower. Charles was with Doug Bowser. <laughs> yeah, I got to meet uh, Doug Bowser, Bill Trennan, like all that stuff. Really, really cool. Got to see the uh, Nintendo team. Oh, I also got to meet JC for the first time. So JC, uh, you know, obviously works with Nintendo and was part of the Smash community before. So I, I, I used to hear like um, just so many cool things about the Nintendo competitive team. So the fact that I got to see a lot of them again and there was even uh, like just nice that we just got to hang out. We even did a night of karaoke, which was really fun. So that was super dope. Um, I had an incredible time. Was TK, actual, involved? was TK involved with that? TK unfortunately was not there. Oh, okay, he, you said he, okay. He was it's there. Always his idea, yeah. All yeah. Right. Hear, hearing E do karaoke is always a good time. Always, always fun. And then the actual event itself. So if you've ever been to E3, so E3 is one of my favorite live activation events because of the Nintendo area. And they have like, usually they have maybe like two or three boots, right? So two or three IPs, depending on which games were announced or what demos they want to be played out or whatever, right? So think about that. But instead of just three boots, there's like maybe like nine or something like that, maybe even more. It, it felt like almost every single major IP had their own booth, which was really sick. You could play Mario Wonder, which was amazing. I was able to play Which the you Mario did, Wonder. right? Yes, I played the Mario oh, Wonder yeah. demo, which was super sick. And man, the whole event was just really, really fun. So I commentated on Friday and Sunday. And then on Saturday, I was able to just enjoy the entire event. And another, my favorite, my personal favorite thing about it was the live music. The live music was so insane. So they had a Zelda set and then they also had a Mario set. So they played the same sets every single day because- oh, Castlevania, L. Yeah, come sorry, on, man. Like, what is this? The eighties? Like, what the? <laughs> so great music. The, come on. The way they had it set up is, if you did get randomly selected, there was two pools of which you could apply to maybe get randomly selected, either a PAX entry, like if you are a PAX attendee, or if you are a My Nintendo member. So those are the two pools, and you could get randomly selected, and then you would get one day to go to the event. So you could you could knock everything out in one day, and the amount of people there, since it's everyone only could come one day most of the lines are under 20 minutes to get a picture there was like a gigantic lego bowser like there was so many cool stuff so most of it was under 20 minutes the animal crossing line was an hour though that one was the most popular for sure uh still worth the wait though um and the live music was super sick just man they added like instrumental solos so there was like piano solos and saxophone solos like it was nice it was the coolest live activation I've ever been to. And I've been to a lot of different tournaments and live activations. So, but I will say I'm a huge Nintendo fan. So take that with a grain of salt. Like I'm ultra Nintendo build. Like, you, you can look at my background. <laughs> I got all the little banners and flags and stuff. And I was like, I'm instantly posting them on my wall. Uh, it was, it was really cool. And then, uh, for the actual 
commentating for the tournaments this it's it was so unique for me because i'm very used to commentating for you know the competitive scene right so you know, i i i came up in smash 4 did a bunch of frame data stuff and then you know got, eventually just became more of a broad you know like, in smash really 4 good for explaining. Those- those who weren't around in Smash 4, Charles was really known as, like, the analytical commentator. I still think you are, like, for a lot of, like, you're, like, if not the number one, like, you're close to it. Right. Analytical commentator, but like you said, you, you had to wear a lot of different hats for this event. I had to, well, even just to come up in commentary, I think I had to stray away from that. Because mm-hmm. you want, you, when you commentate, you want it to be digestible, right? So if I'm always spewing frame data, people are going to be like, dude, what the fuck is he talking about? You know what I mean? So it's like, I think my my true strength in my commentary is I'm analytical, but I'm able to explain it in a way that even someone that it just barely plays the game or just got into the game can understand it. And that, in my opinion, comes from being able to teach, right? If you, if you want to teach someone, that's what you have to do. So that is where my strengths come in. And that I, I believe that's why Nintendo brought me on because they had me do a weatherman section where I had to pick out certain clips. <laughs> so while I was casting, yeah, I wish I could have saw that. It was. Are I mean, the VODs somewhere? Can we watch them? Yeah, they, I mean, they're streamed on YouTube. Link so them, I, Jim. I want to watch them. That's awesome. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get the links. Where the tournament's doing this? Sephiroth clips, too? Like, I got to yes, watch. Yes, the edge guarding. Yep. Watch the Force. throne do this. Yep. I'm sorry. Counter, it's a wrap. So I, I, I tried not to do go too crazy. Every clip, I had one pause, preemptive pause, that I went over with the producer, and I was like, okay, you're going to pause right here, and after the pause, I'm going to draw, and then I'm going to ask to play it, and then you play it. So that nice. was most of the clips. A nice lot of job, them Chuck. were just like offstage interactions with Sephiroth. There was one, I, I believe the first clip was a Kirby like doing a zero to death with uh, the final smash. And even, it's crazy because there's a bunch of ground rules too. Like you, uh, One of the feedbacks was like, don't say zero to death because you're saying the word death, right? Yep. Like there, it's the main thing that I had to come into as a commentator was like, all right, I need to really understand that my audience are parents and children, right? Mm-hmm. Like though that is the my main audience. I am really tr- like the crowd of people, the people that are there live. That's who I'm commentating to, not Twitch chat, like not the viewer, yeah. like. It's all we we're trying to amplify the live experience and like obviously Nintendo Mm -hmm. explained all this to us. And to me, like getting into that zone was probably the thing that made me the most nervous. But once the matches started going and I mean, obviously, I've commentated with Kells and E many, many times before. So everything went really smooth. E did a fantastic job of being like the the glue that stuck us together. He was like the main host and really commanded the conversation and really guided me and Kells and. Because that, that was my first time working for Nintendo, so I am, like, extremely nervous. This, this was the most important block I've ever casted in my entire life, and it's not even close. You know what I mean? That's so, what you told me, yeah. Because I asked you to come to Shine, and you were like, at first you said yes, and then you are like, has? I can't. I got better things to do. I, I You said, uh, for the first time in, like, forever, I'm nervous about casting something, and I need to prepare. And I was like, oh, shit. All right. I, yes, I had to study you got it. every single item there, there was yep. even like an item name that I didn't super know the pronunciation for. It's the little spike ball that like comes out. And then I was even asking like the Nintendo employees, I was like, can I get an official Ooh, one? Cause like, uh, no, no, no. It's the Unari or Uniri. Uniri is the, what I, I think it is, but like th- they couldn't even really, I, I think Bill Trenton gave me the pronunciation. I was like, I'm going to go with that. <laughs> so it, it, it's the spike ball that like gets bigger after you put it down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Uniri, come on, Chuck. Everyone knows that. Yeah, obviously. And, and I even Googled it, and there was multiple pronunciations on different wikis. And I was just like, dude, what the fuck? How do I pronounce well, this word? 
that should have felt good because then like you can't be wrong you know like clearly no one knows how to pronounce it so you're good to go yeah but even like uh just you know again i'm not the most casual player when i boot up super smash brothers i pick fox mcleod and i mash on people's shield with no items on on final destination like this kind of guy i am right so i me kind of going back and learning all the different stages names and like i'm like dude who the heck is this like wizard Koopa that changes the stain like stage? What's his name? Or a Kamek. All right. So Kamek comes yeah. in and like changes the stage. Like, Bro, you don't is know it... Kamek? Yeah. And oh, then, yeah, hold on. and then it's like, I thought you said you're a Nintendo fanboy. Hold on a second. I am on. a Nintendo fanboy. Something's not adding up here. I am a Nintendo mm. fanboy. All right. I just don't know that stupid Koopa's name. All right. Whoa. <laughs> Damn. All right. We, we got a fan. They're in Mario fanboy. Kart now. Respect. Yeah. A movie. But, but I mean, I mean, the best character in Mario Kart is Lock Two. All right, let's get it straight. That's my main. <laughs> Another so thing, uh, it's funny. One of the feedback that the uh, Nintendo employees gave us is uh, the cloud on Yoshi's story is na- his name is not Randall. Yeah, we, and like that did shattered. You think it actually was. I, that shattered my reality. I was like, huh? Was Have like, you never really? seen the original post? The original post is someone said. It's literally on Smashboard that someone goes, from now on, the Cloud and Yoshi's will be called Randall. There's no reason for it, but that's what we're doing. And everyone just I had agreed. no idea. I yeah, it was completely made up, yeah. Yeah, I, like, yeah. I, to me, that was it's just pack, crazy. Packy Derm with the sign. It, that Cloud has no name. That is yeah. just a Cloud with a face. And yep. it's like one of the Clouds that Lockatoos ride. That's that's literally it. So, I mean, for me, it was definitely a learning experience. It was, uh, it was really fun overall. And I, I learned so much more about Smash Bros. Like they, they could have been really much harder. The item list was limited, um, but there was two events. So there was a Squad Strike event with a limited stage list, but hazards were on, which was really fun. And then there was another event where it was ten through sixteen, um, the like age group that could compete, and you entered with your amiibo. So that was really cool. That was really fun. Every stage was enabled for that. So we went to some wild stages, and obviously amiibos are extremely powerful so that was really fun um, i was a little worried about that one because i've never commentated an amiibo tournament before um, i've done squad strike but so and obviously the stage lists were larger and stuff like that there were some spirits on as well so it, it definitely got a little wild but i think we still had a really good time and my favorite part of the tournament was after the amiibo tournament all the contestants that were in top eight, they wanted to get pictures with the commentators. And they're like, apparently the Nintendo employees were just like, oh yeah, like a lot of the kids were like, oh my God, like EE, Charles and Kells are going to commentate my match. Like they were super excited about it and nice. we got pictures afterwards and the parents were thanking us. It was, it was really dope. It really took me back. And honestly, commentating the Amiibo tournament, it was so nostalgic because especially towards the end, we we're getting like, Boomer stages like Saffron City, Corneria, right? Like, <laughs> and and then the finals. They are boomer stages. Oh, that's super he boomer said that stages. the first stage I thought it was Saffron City. That's yeah, funny. and like <laughs> actually I, yes, I came in and like one of the lines I said I was like, oh yeah, on Saffron City, like at the center, different Pokemon will come out, and some of them will are a little bit mean. Some of them are a little nice. Some of them will give you gifts, referring to like Chansey, and then Chansey's, all the other ones. Chansey's yeah. the only one that's nice. What the heck? Yeah, so it was. It was just really cool. It was I I had a lot of fun, and then the final match, game three, last stock, last hit, amiibo versus amiibo on Corneria. DDD was stalling like on the bottom, and the laser started charging up. I was like, oh, it's got to get out of there, and even kind of explaining. Um, so with items on, and this is like so reminiscent because I remember like I'm pulling from experiences from my childhood, mind you. So like, yeah, you know, it's Corneria. Star Fox Melody is playing. I'm like, this is 
fucking peak. Like this is nothing. You, you didn't say that, did you, Charles? No, I did not. But it, was, it, was, it was peak. And then oh, even explaining geez. like, oh, on the top, it's a, a lot more open area. The start, the the spaceships can come in. But if you go towards the back, that's like the pit. Everything can get chaotic. Yeah. And really depends on where the items spawn, right? Because the items are like literal objectives that are spawning on the map that are powerful. So the items spawning will really dictate where everyone's going to go to and stuff like that. So it was, I don't know, man, like it was a very magical event. Uh, just going through the entire event. They had this Pokemon era that had a timeline of all the different games that had the games in actual shelves with the original system that they're in. So like I got to see like a game boy, uh, like an original game boy, the game boy color, the DS and all like all the different starters above them with the game cartridges. Like it was so sick. And then even, they had like a Kirby mascot. They had like the starters from the most recent gen, Mario, Luigi, Peach, like r going around. It it really felt like a like a Disneyland, but for Nintendo, right? Which kind of makes sense. So I wanted to ask you. I saw a couple of people posted pictures of the um, the Smash showcases, like the props that they had. I saw the Bayo. Oh, they were so cool. Yeah, the Bayo heels, right, and the fox and gun. The Yep, the fox helmet, the fox gun. There was a pit falcon, bow. right? Falcon. There was the falcon. Um, Monado. Yep, there was the Monado. There was the sandbag was there. Uh, w. I, that that was the second time I saw those props because the first time was uh, the E3 with E3. when they had Ultimate. So it was cool that they brought those props back out again, even though Ultimate's like you know on the older side when it comes to games. There, so all the props were there, which were super sick, and all the different displays. DDD Hammer was there. No, that's Kirby's Hammer. Sorry. It's not big enough. Oh, it wasn't DDD. Oh, I know. Two fake fans. Who would have yeah. thought? Oh, I can see yeah. it now. Yeah, it's a little. DDD has, you know, the hammer's a lot larger. I, 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 at first I thought it was DDD's hammer too, but it's Kirby's. But I mean, this whole well, section was really, really sick. And I, and it was really cool because there was enough stuff for you to like, you were able to knock out most things in a day. So I think the only line that was pretty long was the pop up merch shop, which is no surprise. But. Uh, we're me and E were able to get into that line early, and we ended up only waiting like an hour. So that was pretty sick. Got a bunch of exclusive merch, and yeah, I mean overall, just ten out of ten event. Uh, it, I pretty much stood in every single line I could stand in. Got as much pictures as possible, and it was also really cool because uh, this was the first time traveling with my girlfriend. So we also got to explore like Seattle. Uh, we're, um, I was able to bring her in one of the days as well. So we we're able to get all of the pictures and stuff like that. So it was one, it was really fun. And then I've been to Seattle multiple times before, but I never really got a chance to go sightseeing, but we got to go on like a boat ride and a ferry ride and try all the different restaurants and stuff. So yeah, I mean, just like an amazing weekend. Oh yeah. Charles, I'm so happy for you. I really am. Cause we were texting over the weekend. Just, I was updating you like what's up at Terra and you were telling me about your stuff and it was just, it's great, man. I was very happy, and truly, they picked. They could have picked better, Charles. You deserve it, obviously, and killed it. And you like you always do that. Like you're always like, I got to study. I got to get ready for this commentary gig. Like all this stuff. You're the right man for the job, and then you have your own personal experiences and close connections with the game and all that stuff. So I'm happy for you. I really am. Yeah, Speaking of, can we spoil this that we're going to be casting something together soon that isn't Smash? Can we spoil that, or is that not cool? I think I we can, know. right? I think we can spoil it. Yeah. Oh, let's do it. All right. We're going to be casting Unite together at the end of the month. Very excited. Oh, I'm it's so a, pumped. It's an online tournament series. It's going to be great. We'll obviously tweet out more details, but we're obviously both very, very excited as huge fans of that game and the best place on the planet, of course, right here. Um, also, <laughs> you said girlfriend, Charles? I'm so happy. Come on, man. You didn't tell me that. What the heck? It's well, official? It, it's official. 
<laughs> all right, that's my guy right there. Well, it's officially the best episode. One more, yeah, that's it right there. We're not gonna get better than this. Uh, round the table, let's do one more. Everyone, final shout out. We'll start with Marcus. Go. Great episode, yeah, great episode, Gavin. I'm proud of you for doing it because ain't no way I was doing it if I were in your shoes. Um, it was a great, great event. Shout out to the French community for throwing a banger. Um, congrats to Gluto for a crazy win, uh, performing very well recently. And then Gavin, you know, you're doing well, despite what you may think. Winning is winning is hard. Winning everything is very hard. The, well, I guess now the second best player in the world can't do it. The best player in the world can't do it. Um, Shouts to Light for being super consistent. All of you just being consistent, putting up the good fight. Ain't no way that I can put up that fight anymore, but shout outs to y'all because that joint is brutal. And uh, see, Chuck like did like a dodge and it was like this weird thing that like it made me not want to pass to him. Chuck. <laughs> oh, damn. I didn't dodge it. I don't got the moves no more. <laughs> uh, amazing weekend overall. I mean, we had incredible smash tournament at Terra, you know, shout out to France hosting an amazing tournament, bringing out the best players in the world from all over the world. So definitely love seeing that international clash. The players, I mean, put on one hell of a show is one of the best top eights I've seen in a long time. So it was very fun to spectate that. Uh, shout out to Void for being the greatest gamer of all time. <laughs> and then uh, also the Nintendo team, uh, Nintendo Live was a fantastic event. Also got to check out PAX as well. I didn't have a, a lot of time to check out uh, too much of PAX, but I was able to get in get do a couple rounds um got to try out rivals of aether 2 for the first time and it was oh. very fun and dan was there as well so that was super nice. fun that was dope so shout outs to rivals of Aether 2 really looking forward to that game um and yeah i mean shout outs to the nintendo team that does the live competitions their team is amazing i had a fantastic time hanging out with them they really made the event very special and magical for me and uh yeah, I mean, just shouts to Nintendo in general for throwing together the first ever Nintendo Live in North America. They've had it before in Japan. I hope they do more because that was really, really sick. It was really, really fun. All right, Hazzy, you're next. I was going to say, it has to be me next. We got to close yes. with Gavin, obviously. How'd you uh, read me? Well, there's only one option <laughs> hey. left, Chuck, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, uh, shout outs to, well, we said it before. I think it's really important to call out your friends when you think they're doing something that's not cool, which I think we did pretty well here today. But I also want to say, I think it's also equally important to say that you're proud of people when you are, especially as good friends, especially as men. So I'm proud of all three of you. Uh, proud of Charles. You're killing it, man. In so many different ways. Marcus, I don't even know what to say. Like you're just your dad, dude, and you're killing it. You're clearly invested and doing really, really well at home and all that stuff. And Gavin improvements you made as a human. Very, very impressive. So I'm proud of all three of you. You guys are killing it. Uh, it was a great weekend for a lot of great people in Smash. Uh, Rod and TK commentated at PAX. EE, obviously, also at PAX. Or also at Nintendo. Um, Kony did World Greatest Gamer thing. Uh, that was amazing. Void winning it. It was just, it felt like a good weekend. Vicky's out casting whatever she does now. Like, killing it, obviously. Like, everyone's just, feels like everyone had a really good weekend. But shout out to, shout out to all the EU homies who I met in person. Uh, who I've known on the internet forever. Uh, shout, like Nox Umbra, met him for the first time ever. M4E, obviously, Italian player, best one of the best Sephiroths out there, of course. 
uh, and Ramsey's too. I finally met Ramsey's, by the way. We've known each other online for I don't even know how many years. Uh, and sorry if I miss anyone, but dude, there were just too many people. Shout out to Tara staff for having me. Uh, shout out to Gavin for putting me on the podcast because I don't think I would have gone to France if it wasn't for that. Uh, so it certainly wouldn't have been this soon. And shout out to my wife for uh, joining me for the whole adventure. We had a great time traveling together and had a wonderful time. So it was beautiful. It was a great weekend. All right, bring us home, Gavin. See it. Yeah. Uh, thank you to everyone for the opportunity to compete in in France. Um, I was t- I was telling B I never thought I would be going to some of the places I did for any reason that like the places I've gone for Smash. Um, thank you very much, like to uh, all the people I met that you know support me in any way, whether it's competing or the podcast. Thanks to you guys for being a part of the show. Um, you know, especially our producer Chris. Um, and just thank you uh, for all the opportunities I've been given. And um, thank you for the support. Thanks for watching.